I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zack Snyder. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where we, we got a number one victory royale. Yeah, Fortnite. We about to get down. Get down? Get down. 10 kills on the board right now. Just fight down Tomato Town. My friend just got down. I revived him. Now we're heading southbound. Now we're That's in the me. Pleasant Park streets. Look at the map. Go to the marked team. Mm. And that's the podcast. Jeez. That's the marked. That's the marked uh, street that's right it. there. Here we are. Yeah. Welcome back. The official integration of YouTube and Fortnite all into one podcast. You a little bit of YouTube it. advice, a little bit of Fortnite advice. Not sure what you'll get each episode, but uh, I think that's a that's a market no one's tapping into. You know. Mm-hmm. Another Fortnite podcast. Let's, uh, let's hey, hop on this. Hey, if I keep playing um, Fortnite daily, that's a that's about to happen. That's gonna I'm be all to I talk weekly. about. I haven't played since last week. I've only played like twice since the new update, so that's kind of unfortunate. What level uh, you at, bro? Like nine or some shit. Like low, mm. low. I'm at thirteen. Parker has a lower, a higher level than me right now. Like, That's kind of cringe on him too. I, I I agree. I agree. Well, his girlfriend's really into it this season. She's at like twenty two. So, last time I checked. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just be I just be laying down, or I'm working, or I'm walking from one room one room to the next, and I just be like, I really love to <laughs> chug chug with you. Such a great song. It's it's great. Oh, the original is great too. Oh yeah. And then they did a, um, there was like a remix of the original with Shibuya by Frank Ocean. Hmm. And that shit went hard. And so I was already on that. And then the Fortnite remix came out. I'm like, bro, it's perfect. Love it. Can't get no better. Can't get no better. Anyways, what are we talking about today? We're talking about captions, which is something that our good friend Maxman suggested to us via the email. About yeah. a month ago. Um, and now we're finally here. That's crazy. We're finally here. He said, Sub Fools, have you guys considered doing a video about the importance of closed captioning? Not sure it's worthy of an entire video, but I think it's still worth covering. I started doing it a year ago and noticed a bit of an increase in views. Not much to write home about, but it looks like it helps. Well, we're going to see if we can do a whole episode on it. Uh, this might be a short boy. But uh, who knows? Let's strap in. Maybe we'll have more more to say the more we get into it. Who knows, bro? We're just flying by the seat of our pants, doing random ass topics and shit. Whatever, bro. Hey, we're going to hit episode 100 eventually. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Episode 100, we're going to talk about our top 10 breakfast foods. So stop, making, stop making promises we can't keep. You always do this. It's like, oh, when we hit this episode, we'll do SEO and then analytics and then... Breakfast sandwiches, bro? The breakfast fuck? foods. Top 10 breakfast foods, bro. You're not going to believe King it's croissant. number one. The croissant sandwich from Burger King. That was pretty good, actually. It I, I, they, 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 they slap, yeah. Slaps. I hate to spoil the <laughs> list early, but uh, that's that's going to be near the top for me. Damn. Fair enough. You know what's number one, though? <laughs> what's, what's number one, Aiden? I wonder. Our sponsor, Awesome Holy Creator shit. Academy, the breakfast food of YouTube 
kids. Oh, if you're getting started on YouTube, you have a little bit of money to throw around. Why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit? For $99, you get over $1,500 of value and dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, end cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. Pay one price and have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description below or the show notes, and in doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. But of course, take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite. No, that's not the right. Hold on. Hold on. Chug jug with you still. Still on. Still on. All right. Here it is. But of course, if you don't have $100, you still want to support the podcast, you can become a supporter on Anchor. That's right. Anchor.fn slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month. So it's cheaper than than a Fortnite battle pass. <laughs> we'll reach your name on the this podcast. Yeah, while well, we plan to do this podcast for a really long time, the more financial support we have, the more consistent our schedule can be. Like money's helpful and all, but like if you could find a way to just send us V bucks too, like that, I, I wouldn't mind Bro. that. I wouldn't mind that. I'd be okay with that too. I mean, I mean, you can. So like, I looked into getting an. Uh, they got like these epic creator codes. Oh. You can get. But you have to have a thousand subs on YouTube at least, and like there's some other requirements for other platforms. So, you know, when I get a thousand subs, I'm gonna start getting V bucks. That sounds epic. That sounds really fucking epic, bro. I think so. Anyways, epic thanks games. to thanks to Awesome Creator Academy for the sponsorship and uh, Anchor as always. Love you guys. Kiss kiss. Thanks for being epic sauce, bro. Facts. I'm bringing it back. That's a, that's an old one. I don't think many people be saying epic yeah. sauce as often. Yeah, boomer alert, am I right? Wow. Getting older every day. Yeah, you sure are. Speaking of things old people do, reading. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't like listening to videos these days. It's a very like old-fashioned, newfangled <laughs> rather, very newfangled invention to have audio with the video. So some people... <laughs> Right, like want to take it back to before the talkies and being able to read a video, and that's yeah. why YouTube introduced closed captioning, where you can yeah. read alongside the the videos. And, and apparently, according to our our good email here, it's it's relatively important. So we're gonna talk about it today. So let's go down to the basics. Right, there are people out there that cannot hear facts, and that. That sucks ass. So, in order to let those people watch your videos, closed captioning kind of helps so they know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, On the other side of things, if you're making any kind of content for other platforms as well, uh, there's a lot of platforms that automatically mute your video once you're scrolling down the timeline. Twitter does it. Instagram does it. Uh, There's other ones out there. Uh, so it's, it is very helpful to have captions there in case you're in a crowded place, you're at work, and you're not supposed to be on your phone, but you want to check up on the newest memes. Having captions, pretty good thing to help for, for people. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about captions. Of the closed variety. Oh. Of the closed variety. I guess, what, what even, like... <laughs> <laughs> Why is it called closed captioning? Is what is I free actually have an it? answer for this. Oh, really? You know? Okay, yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. So I, I heard me. about this recently. So there's like open captions and closed captions. And the reason it's called 
closed captions. It might not be called open. There's another version of captions. The reason it's called closed captions is because they are particularly like they're, they're they're closed. So when you turn them on on a video, you can open them and then you can close them. But there's like burned in captions that are not you're not able to get rid of them. So if you're watching a foreign film, usually you'll have burned in captions so you're able to to know what they're saying. Uh, but if you're watching any other kind of film on like Netflix or something, you can, you know, you can turn on the captions and turn them off. So that's why it's called closed captions. So closed captions yeah. is like probably the more preferred thing unless said platform does not have captioning option, in which case right. you got to burn them in. It's um it, it depends on what you're doing. For YouTube specifically, you are going to want to have closed captions. And the way you would do this is you would create what's called an SRT file. Um, a lot of editing softwares have the ability to add captions. Adobe recently like completely upgraded their captioning system, which is so good. Um, but but you can can create the SRT file or have somebody else create it for you. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, and then you can upload that alongside of your video, and it'll help people. You know, people can either turn it on or off when they're watching the video. Me. Yeah. If you're doing any kind of other video content, like I do a lot of videos on LinkedIn for clients where I'm repurposing live streams, um, we actually go ahead and make captions for those videos and we burn them into the video. So nobody can cut them off, but they're there. That way, like I said, if you're in the toilet at work, like you can still watch a video without having the sound all the way up, right? So that can be helpful. That seems to be the trend a lot with uh, TikTok, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Twitter type stuff, especially if you are trying to get to a a wider audience. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I don't really fall in the audience of like looking at things on my phone, but not having the sound up because usually I just, you know, bring headphones or don't care about my social standing. Uh, (laughs) I'll just let that, let that bitch blast and go from there. (laughs) Uh, but I also don't be like watching a lot of videos on my phone to begin with. So I imagine for, mm. for people that do have a bit more interesting life decisions going on than spend all day editing a video at home, uh, that, yeah. that would be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's lots of times where I'm like literally just in my bed, but maybe I don't want it, the volume to be all the way up or whatever, having the captions are. And then like for movies, like I, I use captions on every movie I watch. Oh yeah. Cause I don't like missing dialogue. And so I think that's, you know, if you have it in your YouTube videos, that'll probably help people. Um, if, if all videos had consistent captions, I'd keep them all, the, all up all the time. I just would. But, um, unfortunately the, the AI for Google captions, while it's decent, it's not perfect. No, um, it, it frequently makes mistakes and hears different kind of words and, a lot of the time mm-hmm. it depends on your mic quality in the first place and if there's music involved, you know. If you have issues, it's gotten better over the years. And sometimes yeah. it's it's helpful in a pinch, especially if you're a YouTuber that doesn't talk a whole lot and it's mostly just visuals anyway. Um, right. But for, for something like this podcast, yeah, I, I don't imagine the, the captioning experience is quite epic. Well, let's talk about those. Those are the practical reasons why you should have captions. It's pretty straightforward. Some people can't hear. And 
other people don't want to hear in a particular moment. Or they want to know exactly what you're saying, so they pull up captions. Pretty pretty practical reasons to have them, I'd say. There are some YouTube algorithm reasons, though, why you should have closed captions. If I had to guess, off the top mm-hmm. of my head, it's a thing that is designed to maybe like appeal to people with different languages and get more people involved in the in the in the YouTube ecosystem like if you're speaking Spanish or whatever a different language having captions that like auto translate that shit could be pretty helpful i'd imagine that's that's definitely part of it and that's that's also like part of the practicality side of things like there are multiple people you know there i mean there there are billions of people now watching YouTube from across the world and so having not only regular captions, but trans, you know, uh, captions for different about? languages, basically. Yeah, right, right. Then those will be good as well. Um, but it's it's interesting. If you go and search something on YouTube, there's a little filter underneath it. And underneath those filters, there's like this section called features. And one of those features is subtitles slash closed captions. And so you can filter out videos based on whether they have captions or not. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Um, other other things, it's basically like, you know how you're probably not going to watch a video if it's not in HD? Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that at some point on YouTube, it, you will not watch a video if there's not subtitles. Or there is a group of people that won't watch a video if there aren't subtitles. I can see that. Um, and, and for like algorithm reasons, um, you know, there's there's kind of a theory that if you make 4K content, that 4K videos are going to show up more and be recommended more than 1080. Um, and, and if you go under features, once again, 4K is right there. HD is right there. Um, well, I know for and, sure on the, so, on yeah. the 4K front, even just from a transcoding perspective, like if you look at the little stats for nerds thing, um, mm-hmm. The codec that you would want for a lot of 1080p videos is VP9 rather than AV, right. AV whatever. Um, but you won't get VP9 unless your video is popular or if it's in 4K. It'll automatically give right. you that nice codec if you upload something in 4K. Which means that like even if your viewers are not watching said video in 4K, the 1080p on that is going to look better than a 1080p you rendered separately with no mm. 4K option or equivalent, just specifically from a codec. So I know YouTube on the back end really prioritizes that type of stuff, and as 4K continues to be more popular, yeah, that's absolutely the case, that they'll continue to push that forward more than standard standard F or even HD. Right, right. And I, I, I do think it's similar with subtitles, in that there are, there are people that need subtitles, there are people that want subtitles, and so it makes a lot of sense that YouTube would prioritize that. Especially since last episode, we were talking about production being one of those big things that YouTube does value. Um, it, it, it makes a lot of sense that like the people with the highest production on videos are going to have subtitles, right? Yep. So Which that's kinda, kind of like... Kind of begs the question of like, how do you, how do you make them in the first place? Like what's the, what's the, what's the... Easiest way, hardest way, what what are the options, I guess, of making subtitles to have on a video? Yeah. 
saw the easiest way, or, or rather, the um, the quickest way without spending money is to sign into YouTube Studio. There's a subtitle section, like we mentioned in our YouTube Studio episode. You can click a video from there and edit that video, and then you would add a language. If it's English, you would add English. If it's another language, you do that. And then you can add subtitles from there. Um, there is, you can you can type manually your entire script uh, from there. If you have a file, a uh, what's called an SRT file, you can upload that from there, or you can ask it to auto sync it and make like a, you know, like using the AI to create the subtitles, and uh, that's going to be off. But you can you can edit it from there, which is good. Right. Take what they already have and fix it to match your cadence and how you pronounce words and what you're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Right. As far as making your own SRT file, so I've mentioned that a couple of times. I don't know exactly what SRT stands for. Uh, subrip subtitle files. Okay. Hmm. I guess that's what it stands for. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Uh, one of the, the easiest ways to do that is to use... Uh, like Notepad, or uh, they have text edit for Mac users. And if you format it correctly, you'll have to look up how to format an SRT file. Basically, what you would do is you would have the timestamp, and then you would have the words, and then you'd add another timestamp, and you'd add the words. And as long as you got the correct timestamps, then you can add that onto YouTube, and it'll automatically align everything properly. Another way is using your editing software, like Adobe Premiere, like I said earlier. I know that they have a captions section. I'm sure other programs do too, but I don't have any any knowledge of that. Resolve does? Okay, cool. So you can can add your own captions that way. My favorite part, uh, (laughs) which is the the quick and easy way, uh, is to spend a little bit of money for it. which is, you know, not preferable for everybody. And the only reason I do it is because it's for my work stuff. And so it actually saves me time um, in the long run. But there's a website called rev.com, R-E-V.com. And um, actually, hold on a second. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yo, I can, get a sp- I can get a referral link for this. check the description below everybody check the description check the show notes we'll have a referral link to rev if you're interested the way they work is it's like a dollar per minute Mm. something like that so if you have a very long video you're probably not going to want to do this unless you have the money to just blow on it uh but they have fairly quick turnarounds um i submit a lot of one minute clips a lot of the time and i'm able to get them in a few hours Sometimes it may take a full day, but I, I think it's still worth worth the money over me spending like a few hours writing up a, a transcription. That'll probably have that more errors than the actual professional person doing it. Right, right. I know that if you have a script, it can be it can be a little bit quicker. To go ahead and use those time codes and bring up Notepad and write out the SRT file, um, or throwing it in a, into Premiere so that you have the exact time codes, but it's still going to be a little time, you know, 
still going to take a little time. So it really depends on how easy you want to make it, how quick you want to do it, and uh, whether you have a budget for these things. Right. And um, as far as the burn-in ones, it's pretty much just that process. You get, you're getting your you're getting your text and you're writing it on screen and you're matching it, essentially. Right. Which uh, right. most people would only do for like a minute long clip, and in that case, like I wouldn't pay anybody. Like I I, I would just do it. Mm. It was just a minute long, and I'm doing burn in once. Yeah. Take a little bit of time. Write them up on screen. There's a great tutorial. I think uh, Patrick Sterling, a YouTuber I've talked about a thousand times, has one about doing some good burn in ones where it all matches up and syncs and looks cool when they show up, uh, which is nice. Nice to have and, and easy to do. I might might, might might try doing that on the LHD Instagram and TikTok stuff later down the road. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be good. That'll be helpful. Um, I know similarly I do burn-in captions, like I said, for like LinkedIn and shit, and so I will get the SRT file that I've gotten from Rev just throw it into Premiere and it'll it'll pop up and then I can format it the, the way I need to. But uh, you can absolutely do that within your software. Fairly, fairly simple. Um, even without just using the captioning section, you can just take the text tool and put up text if you really want to, you know, for burn in. So. Yeah. Have it already written out and then just paste it in and do your format stuff, whatever. Yeah. But it, but it, it obviously wanna... is a little bit easier with shorter form content and Things like Calfresh right. like he mentioned earlier, it probably works really well for him, given how weird, bizarre, and short a lot of his videos are. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well, and I mean, that could be another thing where, like, maybe you are a smaller channel that just got started, but you don't have the best mic or something. Uh, I mean, obviously, we want you to have good audio because that's super important. But if you're able to have the captions there, that'll help, too. Like, tremendously yeah you know yeah because as long as i can understand what you're saying i'll probably keep watching if the rest of the video is good or valuable right right um i did want to say that aiden told me about premiere having a kind of ai captioning like transcription tool uh and i looked into it and it was in beta or it's still in beta and I had to like apply to, to get into it. And they went ahead and like gave me the access to it. I just still got to check it out. But I can I can now go check that beta out um, and then see if it's something that will help me with my own workflow. Who knows? Maybe I'll use it for your everyday nerd so that I can actually upload an SRT file in the future. It's pretty Could cool. I, I watched a tutorial on it that I then ended up sending Zach. And uh, yeah, basically they get you that shit back in 10 to 12 minutes and... You can edit it from there, and it's already placed together nicely. And for longer form content, especially, it seemed like pretty much the way to go. If you're on, if you're mm. in that Adobe ecosystem, and already already paying money for that, right? And I I wouldn't be surprised if you can look up like free transcription uh, AI shit up online. There's one called Otter.ai. Mm-hmm. Which seems like you get 600 minutes for free every month. That seems doable. I mean, I don't mean 600 minutes is a good that bet. many videos per month. You know, 600 minutes. I, is yeah, simple. Yeah, might I mean, be a quality like a, thing though. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, yeah, three imports per account. 
up to 40 minutes of transcription per recording, up to 600 minutes per month of transcription. Um, and then like, uh, it looks like, it looks like businesses may use this for like meetings and stuff because they have a, they have a pro account too. Um, but, uh, there's probably other like AI audio to text transcription shit that you can use. That I might, know I, um, I used one a, a long, long time ago where it was like a, it wasn't that long ago, maybe two or three years ago where it was a college project. And we mm. had to do like these interviews and film these interviews with people. And we did. And they were like, okay, we'll also now transcribe them and have text mm. for all of them. And uh, <laughs> Aiden being Aiden, I'm like, I'm not writing all this. It's like 20 minutes That's long. Fair. And there's three of them. Like, you know, that would take me several days. I'd just waste an afternoon. Mm. I just hopped on over to Google and found some rinky dink like software that did it for me. And, uh, <laughs> Spent maybe 15 minutes just editing them to, to work and then copied and pasted that in a Google Doc and called it a day. Like, teachers wild and waste a whole afternoon having <laughs> three 20 minute interviews. You hot. It's like an hour. It's an hour of that stuff. It reminds me of like back in the day when you'd be asked to like write down the questions along with the answers for your homework. Ugh. That shit was awful fucking hated that man like why do i have to write down the question it's not gonna help me understand it anymore it's, it's, it's a waste pointless. of time <laughs> facts i i think i have like one more thing that i could mention here that i think might help some people um so back when i was first getting started with client related stuff um i actually reached out i've mentioned that this before but i reached out to roberto blake and I said, hey, I've heard that you need an editor. Can I help you? And he had already hired somebody to help him with editing. But he needed somebody to do transcribing and um, copywriting. And I was like, cool, I can do that. What you need? And basically what I did was I took some of his keynote speeches. These like 30, 45 minute videos of him speaking at a conference or something and turned them into articles. And so essentially... I had subtitles, right? Like I had to create subtitles for the video, but then I was also turning them into more content. So what I'm the reason I'm mentioning this is because I feel like if you have the subtitles for a video, if you have a script for a video and you're interested in it, if you like writing and you want to, you can turn that content into more content by making articles out of them, putting Absolutely. them on medium or LinkedIn. Um, it could, I don't know, it might, might be another avenue of which you can express yourself and be successful. You could reach a totally different audience that way of just uh, people that wouldn't normally watch your YouTube video or listen to your podcast. Having an mm -hmm. article version of still useful information opens up a, a whole world of stuff. And that's definitely Absolutely. like, of the, of the three, audio, writing, and video writing's the weakest of where I'm at right now. And so the, the farthest I'm able to go with it is like, I'll write a letterbox review about Man of Steel and uh, <laughs> put that on a website. And that's, yeah. that's part of it. But like, if I actually like wanted to sit down and turned in like a, like a written version of the 30 best Sega Genesis games, in my opinion, and made it like a page or two, I bet that would, that would do really well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be cool. I know that Medium is doing um, doing really well with their creator program. So you can get like paid on Medium now. 
Uh, I mentioned this maybe about a year ago, and I still hadn't really done anything with it, which is a shame. Uh, but, you know, we do so many different things here, so it's not that surprising. Um, but, like, there's... I, I've thought about maybe taking episodes of this podcast and transcribing it and turning them into really good articles or going the uh, the letterbox route, taking my letterbox reviews and putting them on here. There's plenty of other things that I could talk about that I'm not talking about currently in other places. Jay does so, that a lot with uh, episode reviews. Up and he down, does. A review of The Flash or whatever. And typically, before even a video comes out, he'll just have it already written somewhere on a website that you can just go watch and read. Yeah, Zoomsterblog.wordpress.com. He's got uh, reviews on the new Flash episodes, Superman and Lois, and Walker. So Walker! They're there. Um, there's, there's, there's definitely possibilities out there of other things you could do with this kind of stuff. If you're willing to so put in the time it. and flex that creative writing muscle, you can, you can do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not willing to, so LOL. Just sit back and... <laughs> That's fair. Worry about my video shit and go from there. Uh, yeah, this this is this was very interesting. I learned a good bit about captioning, what all the terminology means, how you could go about making them, because I never really like thought, how on earth do you do that? How do you work around that? The only thing I knew going into this was the cool adobe ai thing and i'm like this shit slaps and that's cool yeah every everything else was new here cool well, i'm glad i got to answer the max minton question about closed captioning i do think it's really important i think all jokes aside like the more accessible you can make your videos to 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 people the the better you're gonna find those views and the reach and all that kind of stuff 100 um i mean i Sometimes I'll be watching like a like a let's play video and and this happened a couple times where I've like gone down in the comments and there's just some person that's like, you know, differently able. They've got something else going on in their life and they're just like grateful because this person had closed captions or this person did something specifically for them. Um, maybe they added some special sound effects that helped them know exactly what happened on screen because they couldn't see. There's, there's, there's different ways that you can make your videos more accessible to different audiences. And the, the more you do that, the, I think it's just, I think it's just better as an, as a creator, right? You want your, your art to, to reach people. So absolutely, you know, why not do as much as possible? We, uh, we definitely take advantage of the fact that all of our senses are working as intended and that we're in the biggest country in the world, and that English is the predominant language. Like, there's a lot of little coin flips where that could have gone a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. Uh, and knowing that, knowing that there are people with different abilities, knowing that there are multiple languages around the world, knowing that there are more countries than just the U.S., and learning to kind of realize that, oh, the bare minimum of just speaking and talking might not be enough to reach some people yeah. um, and, and, and realizing how much we take advantage of that, because I'm sure for people in different territories, like they don't get that ability. And uh, it, it sucks a lot of the time when I end up do finding a tutorial I need or a video I want to watch, but it is in Spanish and they don't have any captions or anything at all. And I'm just like, well, that's just a whole part of YouTube. That's just like locked off for me. Same for Asian speaking 
countries and all of that. I couldn't even begin to tell you like how many interesting Japanese videos I just be finding. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck going on, but this <laughs> yeah. looks dope. This looks yeah. sick. They don't have it, right? Um, and and a lot of times they those creators have to fight a lot harder to get their video seen by white people over here in America who only speak English and that's the only language they've learned. You know, we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're very blessed sure. and privileged in that fact, and could also at the same time be a little bit less ignorant to, to other people and do more if possible. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So hopefully this gives you guys some ideas on how you can uh, add closed captions to your content. You don't. Let us know if you do in the comments below. Whoa. Crazy. <sighs> I'll have to read them because Aiden don't read. No. So. No. Actually, make yeah. Zach do a little bit more work. Write your comments in Portuguese. And then oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to translate them and, and figure it out. I have to bring out the Portuguese Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got that on you right away? There we go. No, that was just my notebook. Damn. That would have been funny if I did have a Portuguese uh, dictionary. Just I have a Spanish around. one. I have a Spanish and a Japanese one, but I don't have Portuguese. You can get that one for your day. guys' comments. One day, he'll have one. But thank you especially to uh, Max for suggesting the topic. If you have a topic you'd like to suggest, leave it in the comments or hit us over at our email, anotheryTpodcast at gmail.com, and we will absolutely cover whatever topic you want, as long as we haven't already covered it and we think it's interesting and uh, exciting. And, and and this ended up fitting a lot of those a lot of those categories. Yeah, I agree. Well, I've been Zach. And I've been Aim. Thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Peace. I'm really do. Jojo with you. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. Okay, now sing it in Spanish. Uh, yo lo, lo quiero. <laughs> <laughs>